I think that The Order 1886 is a great game. You guys may hate us by the end of this episode. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of lucky Triangle Square. That is not a lucky number, so please stop doing that. I'm going to do that every episode from now on. <laughs> Hold on. Just do it through 20, then find something new at 20. Maybe. Right? Lucky number 21. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Okay. Is it going to be a different plate of food throughout the 20s? I'm down with that, Chicken actually. Chicken dinners. We'll, we'll keep coming up with the stuff as we go to it. So, uh, Anyway, in case you're joining us for the first time, we are Triangle Squared, a PlayStation-centric podcast. We post to YouTube every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time and uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Time. We also post in an audio-only format in case you want to just listen to us instead of looking at our ugly mugs. Saul, what are you doing? I was going to count how many podcast services we did, but you kept you kept interjecting other things and not the podcast services. But we're on iTunes. Well, okay. Well, if you want to listen to us on podcast services, we are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music, and a couple of other ones, but they're not as big as that, and I don't honestly remember them, so I apologize. Uh, but maybe Spotify one day. Oh no, Lord! There's so many. You know how many podcasts can't get on the Spotify that are big? Kind of funny, can't. For whatever reason. I mean, dude, uh, PlayStation Nation can't. That's another PlayStation podcast. Yeah. They can't get on there. And they're big. We follow them on Twitter. I don't know if they follow us back. Man, dude, their, trivia, their trivia thing was cool. It was. I liked it a lot. I got every question right. I hope you know that. So I'm down for this trivia that we're supposed to be. Uh, for the bit effect? Yeah. I'm it's going to cool. be fun. I hope I can make it. I think you can. And if you can't, you're dead to me forever. Oh, okay. But, I got that question <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, uh, so I guess you know. Saul, yeah, uh, I'm assuming work's still treating you like crap. So, with that being said, have you played any games? And if you have, what have you played? I've played a lot of games this week. So we get, we know that the best game we all played a very special game. Yes, Micro Machines. That game is amazing. <laughs> now, really though, Crash Bandicoot came out Friday. Was glued to my, uh, excuse my chair. You, it came out nine o'clock on Thursday here, and I, I was went at and work. picked it up. I was at work. I got it. I like. I got I've been it. playing it since six o'clock on on Thursday because I was playing at GameStop. Yeah, and you've beaten the first one. I'm about halfway through the first one. Yeah. I didn't get to play a lot yesterday. I um, plan to plant the first one before I move to the second one. I don't know if I'll oh, hold it. Oh yeah, or not, that's yeah, that's. But that's, that's my plan. I got Elite Dangerous, which is a very very fun and addicting game. It like I thought when I said in the last episode has a very steep learning curve and i mean steep learning curve i can't compare it to another like game the game steep like from ubisoft montreal i don't know if it's montreal or not actually is it ubisoft at all yeah steep is ubisoft oh i was talking about oh no elite dangerous, elite dangerous? i forgot no. about that terrible game i think that that one's uh self-published uh but elite dangerous is pretty fun i picked up uh symphony of the night again on ps vita and i've been playing through that and that game is did you always pick up good. the ps1 classic no nope. oh yeah i did i did not pick up dracula x chronicles because i didn't feel like playing through that pile of garbage and you have to, to beat it before it. you yeah that's what i thought so two games though yeah and then what else was it it was elite dangerous it was crash it was um, Castlevania. I feel like there's a fourth game there I might be missing, and I can't think of what it is. What about you, though? I'll try to. I'll try to. Um, well, I started the week that. off Diablo. Okay. Uh, still, I'm I'm honestly surprised. Uh, Crash is definitely going to take me away from it for a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, I started the week off Diablo. Um, 
I moved on kind of uh, at, at the nighttime in my, when I'm laying in bed watching TV before I go to bed. I'll play about an hour of Ocean Horn pretty much every night. Uh, there's a couple nights I missed. And, uh, of course, uh, since Thursday, I've been literally nothing else has touched my PlayStation except for Crash Bandicoot. So I've been playing that a whole lot. Um, that's probably the most important game to me for the foreseeable future. Resident Evil 4. You were playing that? Yeah. By the way, if I Digital? leave... Yes. Uh, if I leave here one more time without taking the Surge with me, I'm going to come back in the middle of the night and get it. What about God of War 3? I'm, I'm actually... I, I kind of want to play the Surge more. I'll mm-hmm. play God of War 3 more towards February or March when God of War... When we, when out. we, yeah, I guarantee you it's in March. I feel it in my bones. I hope so. Um, so this episode is going to be interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and do the drop since there's only six games. Go for it. Something we're changing up due to a little bit of viewer feedback. We typically do the drop and we do it in a way in which I'll list off the name and the release date, the platform and everything. And then I'll give you the description in the drop. We're going to change that to save some time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and just list the titles. And if it's digital or retail, you know, if it's Vita or PS4, PS3 for those rare titles. And um, that's really going to be it. So this is going to take probably three or four minutes. And, you know, maybe not even that. Um, I do want to say, though, if this is something uh, I mean, yeah, viewer feedback steered us in this direction. We're going to go to try and see how everybody likes it. But if you care to hear the descriptions for the uh, for the drop, if you're a listener or a viewer, please let us know. Uh, if, if leave reviews to say the things you do and don't like. Uh, if you want to go into depth, you can. If you ever want to tweet at us or message us on Twitter, uh, please feel free to do so. Uh, we've got a couple of good ideas, like the NPD numbers, uh, which aren't going to be every episode, but when they do come out, there is people that were asking for that, and I do think that was a good idea. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so I do think that as much as y'all want, uh, at least throw it at us. And while we won't promise that we'll always do it, we will look at ways that we can at least try and, and and kind of test run things i want this to be a test run so, go, so i'll go ahead and hop into it so we sure. can let I it also had another idea if you care about the descriptions and yet you're not necessarily sad that they're gone we could start putting the drop in the description and if yeah. you would like to check it out you could do it but once again you know if there if there's an outrage that there's no descriptions we'll of course change it back like i said six games this week so not a whole lot we have Energy Cycle, a PS Vita digital title, out Friday. We have Ninja Usa Usagimaru. Usagimaru. It uh, actually the the Usagi, pro- Usa, yeah the pronunciation didn't throw me off. It was this that made me think of Naruto instantly. Um, but yeah, I've never heard of seeing this game. But yeah, Ninja Usagimaru, Tale of uh, or Two Tales of Adventure, a PS4 digital PS Vita digital title, out Friday. It's throwing me off so much with the way that that... I like the art. I do too. We have another Ninja game, Save the Ninja Clan, a PS4 digital title out Friday. Man, is everything a Friday? Oh, there we go. We got got a Wednesday one. We got Speedrunners, a PS4 digital Wednesday release. That guy looks weird. He looks... Oh, he looks like a classic character. I can't think of what it is. Like a classic cartoon character. I know. It looks like something from the Flea. That's Uh, what I was actually thinking of, the Flea. And the Crimson Chin. Yeah. Uh, we have That's You, a PS4 digital title, which looks kind of different. And then we have Toby, The Secret Mine, a PS4 digital title, out Thursday. Thursday. So that's pretty interesting. Um, out of the titles that is this week, it's really, really short. I actually really, really, really think... I want to check out both of the Vita games. I want to see that Ninja Asagimaru or whatever. Asagimaru, um, yeah. I want to see what it actually looks and plays like. If yeah. that art style holds true in the game, that'd be interesting. Yeah, sure thing. And that was it. That's how quick the drop will be from here okay. on out, just about. If you have any complaints, let us know in the comments below. And, I'm going to hop uh, into the news, and, I've, and I'm kind of go reevaluating news as well. But 
but you know, for now, we're going to stick with what I have. Uh, so first things first, uh, for you uh, PS Plus users out there, for people who are on the edge and who always want to know what the games are, uh, Sony have announced the free games for PS Plus for the month of July. So starting July 4th, that's the day after this post, uh, you will have access to the following games until dawn. Oh, Supermassive is great, great game. It is I'm fantastic. so happy that this is coming. This is a great game. If you haven't played it, uh, I mean, many people call it the sleeper hit of that year. Download it and save it for Halloween. Or do us all those, yeah. Uh, the next one is Game of Thrones PS4, which, if I'm not mistaken, is a telltale, which is interesting because it's it still means that we've had a pretty good run of those uh, narrative-driven games lately. Uh, yeah, Until Dawn and Life uh, is Strange. Yeah, yeah, Until Dawn, Life is Strange, uh, going back to uh, Tales of the Borderlands. That's true, too, so yeah. There's a pretty big string of that. So on PS3, uh, we have Tokyo Jungle, which was a really odd roguelike game on PS3 that people love that came out of uh, Studio Japan. Uh, Darkstalkers Re- Resurrection for PS3 as well. Uh, moving on to PS Vita, uh, there's Elemental, but it's spelled Element 4L. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. I actually haven't even heard of that game. And then Don't Die, Mr. Robot, and that's PS Vita with cross-buy on PS4. So three PS4 games, okay, um, okay. technically, but there's going to be a fourth one because in addition to these games, all PS Plus users will be able to download That's You. Uh, in celebration of the launch of Playlink, the cell phone thing that we were talking about a while back, that they're they're moving forward on PS4. Hey, um, the game, this game right here. Yeah, yeah, that was the, 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 the game will be available until October 24th, so everybody has time um, to grab it. There's no hurry, but yeah, you know, just pick it up while you can. I always say the earlier the better, uh, and I end up ruining that myself sometimes. So uh, next up is uh, a game we were just talking about: is that Elite Dangerous uh, VR support and broader PS4 Pro support is being discussed. Uh, during a Reddit AMA, uh, Frontier Development CEO David Braben revealed new details regarding these platforms. Speaking on PSVR, Braben said, quote, I'm a huge fan of VR and have been carefully following it from day one. The most important thing is it is a good experience and we're not there yet in terms of the quality. It's certainly something we'd like to consider, but quality is vital, end quote. Um, so I think that that's pretty interesting. It doesn't mean that we're going to get it, but it means that if they can get to a point where they're happy with the quality, we may see it. I will say that the PS4 Pro support is actually going to be something I'm looking forward to because uh, it has PS4 Pro support now. It's just they're looking at more in depth. See, well, Pro support. in the game in the OG PS4, there, there's some screen tear and some frame it's, drops. It, so. it, it supports the. It, I mean, that's what they have right now is uh, some better 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 1080p support on Pro. Good, good. Uh, good. Right now, there's no. So that's actually the next thing is that uh, when asked about four. 4K and HDR optimization for the Pro, he said, quote, we're optimizing all the time, so we might have more for the future, but no promises, end quote. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, the next thing up, I'm not even, I, I feel weird about considering it news, but I really thought it was interesting, so I decided to throw it in here. Uh, Fumita, Fumito Ueda, uh, the original director for Shadow of the Colossus and The Last Guardian, all those games, uh, has requested, um, or has requests that he would like to, to see for the remake. Uh, speaking with Eurogamer, uh, Ueda said, uh, quote, I transmitted my petition about the content and tuning, but I don't know the implementation will be what I told, end quote. Uh, he remains silent about the changes he wants, saying, quote, um, those things of the remake that I would like to change, I can't mention because if I say one thing and in the final version that thing is not included, it's a problem, end quote. And I think, A, what he says is exactly right. If he mentions anything and it doesn't get implemented, it's, fans are going to be crazy yeah. because he has a very loyal following. Hopes are up all. and all that stuff um, and then they get crushed. Exactly. Hopes are up and, you know, this is, it's, it's interesting because this is kind of in contrast to what uh, Shuhei said when when asked about it. He said it's going to be a, a, a remake, a, a spot for spot remake. Uh, they're not looking to add or change much um of course you'll get changes that just typically come with with this and new technology but i'm curious as to what he wanted to see changed so 
and, oh, and, okay. I, and you know they have a lot of respect for him so I'd like right. I feel like it would be Rightfully really cool so. of them but do they have enough time to implement these changes because the game's slated for next year and they said everything that they that got a 2018 release date at the E3 presser is supposed to be out in the first half of the year I hope so and anything that didn't get a date is still every, in the air it's still supposed to be 2018 but they don't want to promise yeah, and I hope that's not saving face for the inevitable delay on some of these games, if there is one. So I mean, we'll see. Um, so next thing up, uh, Bandai Namco are bringing Gundams back to the West. Uh, they officially announced that Gundam Versus, a new game in the long-running Japanese series, uh, will be headed to North America on September 29th, exclusively for the PS4, and that's no big surprise. Uh, the game will include a 2v2 battle mode as well as a 3v3 battle mode and has a huge lineup uh, lineup of almost 100 playable mobile suits uh, from across nearly every anime and a good chunk from the manga. Uh, the game will feature customization to build your perfect mech. I like that. Super excited for uh, that. Th- these games have been coming out a while in Japan, so it's interesting to see these finally come out over here. Uh, next up, Warner Bros. and uh, TT Games uh, have announced a video game tie-in for the new Lego Ninjago movie. The game aims to uh, let players delve deeper into the world of the new movie and will be releasing on September 22nd, the same day as the movie. Uh, so, hey, if you like the, the the Lego movies have been pretty funny, actually. I liked them quite a bit, but if you are a fan of the Lego games, Those are pretty uh, definitely good hop on that. I haven't given them enough time. I really have only played Lego Batman a while back. Um, Lego Harry Potter and the Star Wars ones are, are the only ones I've played, yeah, but I they're just, pretty good. I haven't played any of them. I've heard decent things about the Lego uh, Lord of the Rings and stuff, too. So, hmm. um, Next up, you can suit up as Spider-Man in the free VR experience for Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, this free experience is now available for PSVR as well as Oculus and others in case you have those uh, and let's players uh, hone their web shooting skills and sling around New York City now if I'm not cur- if I'm not mistaken this is just a, a video for the movie right this is kind of just a this is an actual game apparently it is but it's just a really short experience okay I thought this was yeah. a, like a video kind of no that'd be cool but I'm pretty sure it's not looking at the screenshots they, uh, that they had up for it, it looks like this a kind of a man made game but you know oh, okay uh, I think it's cool you get to actually sling around though yeah. Instead of because I could see it, you standing still and just shooting your web out and pulling stuff. Kind of like on rails in a way. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Next base. Uh, next one up. Team based uh, first person shooter Lawbreakers. Uh, we talked about a while back. Uh, from Gears creator Cliff Blazinski is getting a physical release, and that will set you back. Um, I'm sorry. It's a physical release and collector's edition in partnership with Limited Run Games. The physical release will set you back $39.99, and the collector's edition, which includes a 50-plus page journal, character card packs, and a sticker set, will set you back $69.99. If I'm not mistaken, the game was priced digitally at $30, so that's not bad. Um, pre-orders for that uh, open up Friday, July 7th at midnight. So if that's in- if that interests you, please hop on that. You know, because those Limited Run games go quick. Yeah, they do. There's a big, I say big, it's a big cliche if that's not too too ironic. Um, but yeah, there's a big cliche market for this, that it's... Um, cliche? Not cliche. You mean niche? Niche. Cliche. I got my... Sh- I got my, I got those mixed up. This is a real cliche. But yeah, it's a it, there's a big niche market for this kind of thing. I know that's kind of just a, a very. I'm gonna start saying niche, niche, <laughs> niche. All right, uh, God, you got me, Saul. Got my my poodle named Niche. All right, uh, next up, double uh, double eleven. Uh, you might know them from Goat Simulator and uh, Little Big Planet Vita. They are uh, they did that in co development with Tarzier Studios. Um, they have announced that their new sci-fi parkour platformer will be releasing the 25th of July for PS4 and PC. And for some reason, I didn't put the name on here. It's called 
Super Cloud, something like that. I can't Super believe. Cl- Super Cloud Saver? Right, look, I messed up and didn't type the name in. Uh, it's fine. Anyway, I, can, I can do that for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Saul. Uh, so anyway, the game is releasing on PS4 and PC on July 24th. And just as an odd little thing I thought was interesting, uh, it, the Xbox One version releases three days later on the 28th. So uh, the game consists of fast free running and sharpshooting using a rocket powered exosuit to fly and run through floating worlds. You should have just looked up double eleven. That's what I super did. cloud built. Yeah, super cloud bit or built something like that. Yeah, super cloud built. Okay, yeah, super cloud built. Uh, and it's kind of like a graphically speaking, it's got like a, a cell shaded drawn drawing look to it. So it looks like if you kind of took uh, Gravity Rush's cell shading and mixed it in with a, with a little pencil drawing style of um. Uh, drawn to death and, and put a lot of color into it so I like that a lot that's pretty cool um, let's see uh, oh yeah so it's it's parkour running and stuff like that so I mean in a way it, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, a time trial set up at the beginning of um, Titanfall. Titanfall 2 yeah um, so I mean I, and I like that to be fair and, I, and if I'm not playing the same one over and over again. That's cool. I'd like to see it as it moves around, and I'd like to see, because obviously they're floating, but if they can make bigger areas that are more expansive and you can move around them that way, that'd be cool. There's either It's, a, it's either a game type or it's a mod for Counter-Strike where there it's nothing but that. Really? It's very interesting the way it plays, too. I've seen people play it before. It's, it's weird, but it looks fun. Weird. All right, next thing up is that self-proclaimed um, World's Fastest Platinum. Uh, has been pulled from the PSN. Uh, 1000 Top Rated, a game where you put titles together, tiles together to form images. It wasn't rated in the top 1000. That's w- for certain. It was not. <laughs> Clever name, though. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, 1000 Top Rated, it's a game where you put tiles together to form uh, little images, kind of like a puzzle. Um, and this brings... Oh, anyway, it was, it was pulled from the PSN, and it was weird because it it seems like the reasoning behind them pulling it is realistically realistically that it, it basically shows that they're not it, it's bad looking for them embarrassing i guess is the word you'd want to use bad for um, sony it, yeah embarrassing for sony uh, for the psn so because you know here's the thing the game promoted itself as the fastest and easiest platinum and it was only 98 cents so very quick very easy people will buy it uh, and it was apparently in promotion uh, all the images that you're putting together are like um their, their themes that the company sells on PS4. So it was like self-promotion just across the board. Right. Um, and in the description, it said it was in promotion. It was real cheap. And uh, they really promoted it as a quick platinum and kind of just a way to get their their name out there. Really seems like what they were using it for, which I will say is smart. Um, but this does bring up questions on how the game passed certification. Uh, and realistically, something that's been talked about a lot, how Sony handles releases on its digital storefront in general. Uh the fact that they pulled it, I think, is is interesting because I mean, realistically speaking, it's on them. That it's 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 an odd thing of like why you're promoting this during the sale, and it's a game that made it onto the marketplace. And we all know that there are games that exist for trophies and only for trophies. Yeah, I mean, a my perfect example is Mayo, of my name is Mayo. It was Orc big, Hunter or Orc Slayer. And here's the thing: my name is Mayo is the same thing, and nobody had a problem with it. But th- but Sony has a problem with this one just because they're. Advertising their advertising. Well, not even that. It's that. It, yeah, I mean they're advertising, but it's also because of the flack they're getting for the game's only existence purpose, really being that you're just gonna get a platinum. But here's the same thing. Same thing can be said about my name is Mayo. There's not the, the game is not fun. You just click on it. 
Well, and see, uh, according to Polygon, this is a new article, and this and this is something we were talking about earlier. I didn't know if anything had been, had mentioned anything. Oh yeah, is it talking about all the games that have been running like crap? Well, no, it says Sony has, and this is quotes quote Sony has pulled the game temporarily and asked me to change the game's name and not mention trophies in the store trailer unquote. So this sounds like Sony has contacted the creator and was like, hey, don't do that with the trophies. Hey, yeah, I mean, and I already knew that much, yeah. but I think it's interesting that there. It's it, I haven't heard much from the developer himself. Um, so I think that's interesting. I think that's ridiculous to um, me. Well, if, if you look, that article goes on to mention two other games that are perfect examples of really odd games to have passed through. So one of them being Life of Black Tiger. This is a game that came out about a year ago, probably. It's ridiculous. Ran poorly. Uh, very old. It looked like an early PS2 game. I mean, and it comes to the point, it's like, what is the quality of this game? Have you seen gameplay on this? No, I'm about to click, click it. it, dude. it Hopefully is, I can mute it without it, it being super loud in the mic. It is there awful. It is awful. And see, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's it's one of those, oh, man, that looks like a Skyrim on low settings on my PC. It looks worse than that. Look at those. Dude, it looks like Dynasty Warriors so here's on the, PS2. So here's the problem is that... But is regardless, it, okay, let's not talk about graphics because graphics don't make a game. The game plays poorly. It's optimized right. poorly. It, it has no real value being on the, well, on, the, on the storefront other than that it's an open storefront. Yeah. Uh, but you know this is a pro- uh, I say open. It's a private storefront actually. But Sony gave them the ability to do it. So the other game on there, if you go down, uh, was Sobrain. Uh, never, never heard of that. Okay, so this is the issue that they had. That game, whenever it came through, had uh, scroll down. I want to see the name so I can give it to people in case they want oh, I didn't more even see into it on this. Here. If you go right above Black Tiger, it was right there. Uh, Sobrain. Uh, Soul Brain, S-O-L-B-R-A-I-N, Night of Darkness. So what this was is apparently a game series that had come to the Vita a while, and it was really, really differently done. Anyway, they brought it into 3D on the PS4, Soul Brain, Night of the Darkness. The problem is, is that the game was found to be using a bunch of stolen assets. or re, you know, That's the one that did Oblivion, wasn't it? Um, maybe, I'm Where not sure. There was a bunch of, of assets in general that were just not theirs. Uh, that ended up going into the game, and it it caused a big difference. Uh, I mean, a big a big deal, uh, and it ended up having to be. It was plagiarized. If you look at that allegedly plagiarizing, click through. I'll show you that link. Um, if you'll click right there where it says allegedly plagiarized, it's a link. Oh, uh, I can't use a computer. I'm an old man. Yeah, you are. Well, I mean, you're dressed like one, except for I these got, weird. I got, hey, you should show everybody your cut off jeans. I got. Hey, this is the trend right now, man. I'm <laughs> hip and with it. I got to get on the tweeter later hip, on and hip and with and it and twit some things. Twit. Yeah, twit some things. No, this isn't the game I'm thinking of. There's a game that basically ripped off. And well, I if you keep going down, man, just keep going. Look, it, it tells you all sorts of stuff. the The artwork for the races look like some stuff off of Terra Online. There's uh, some. I mean, it goes, oh, it says assets of Skyrim. So yeah, this, this is the game I'm thinking of. But this does This is basic. This is blatant thievery. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? This has almost turned into its own little thing. Um, it has. Well, it see, w- it's just kind of like Sony either certify your games better. Or, well, two things. Two things. It does bring in the question again of, yes, it's it's Sony's market and it's free marketplace, but at some point there needs to be some kind of level of what what value does this have being on the thing other than for you to make money? Because that's kind of what it ended up being. Uh, and the same question, to be honest, and and you abuse that, and that's your you know it's your prerogative, but you abuse my name is Mayo, which uh, was the same I thing. Did. It was the exact same thing. Yep. No different. Yep. Um, and see, here's the thing: is that. I'm showing Sony I'm willing to pay a dollar to get a platinum in this game 
in which I... You wa- can say that. I, I disagree. I don't think that's the right message because that just means they're going to keep giving these smaller, stupid games Platinums. But I mean, yes. Well, no, because then it's going to become an outrage of like, why do all these smaller, super games have Platinums and then these other big games like Entwined. They, Entwined has a gold trophy for all the trophies. Why is that uh, not a Platinum? Other games have done that too. Right. But it's here, ridiculous. So here, yeah, this, what this brings up is two specific questions. What point does Sony say, hey... This isn't up to snuff, and this isn't quality, and this isn't a game we want on our storefront, uh, which is going to drive more people to their storefront because it means that their storefront is quality. There are people who avoid Steam because of how many bad games come out on Steam. Yeah, well, we'll get into something else later. But, so secondarily to that, the, the other question is, how do these small games, like this game is apparently able to get a platinum in around 20 minutes. Now, they didn't say that in the description, but that's what people are kind of putting it out. It's around 20 minutes for a platinum. So how does a game that has 20 minutes of gameplay that's very, very simple get a platinum? But games like Metal Gear Solid, Ground Zeroes, that has, yes, you can beat the whole story in two hours or whatever it be, but then there's all these side missions and things you do to actually have to get all the trophies, and for some reason, there's not a platinum. Another perfect example of this is something that released earlier this year, and this is something I was like, I can't believe this, uh, is Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep. Uh, It's that new game that kind of sets in between. It sets things up for Kingdom Hearts 3. That game has got a probably two, three-hour storyline as well, Uh, but to get all of the trophies in the game, you're looking at easily at least 10 hours, if not 20. Uh, and, and it all, yes, it does depend on how good you are at the game, but it takes a while. So how does a game that, you know, has literally hundred times or whatever it be, it's really like 50 times more gameplay than this 20 minute platinum. How does it get a platinum? But kingdom hearts can't, well, I'm, all I'm, these other games can't. I'm curious as to if when you submit a game for certification to be put on the store, I'm wondering if you have to submit the description of the game. And if you don't, maybe they did see this, the person who tested the game, maybe he did see this as some kind of like puzzle slider. And well, was yeah, like, but yeah, this is going to be a cheap game that, you know, some younger kids are going to like or some maybe even older people. Well, and that's the bigger question. Are they, but still, then why do they not give it to, I, I feel A, they need, to, they need to submit the description because it right. needs to go through because there's a lot of games that roll through with. Uh, and then they could have changed the description. Of course, but there actually, are games that roll through with descriptions um, that are misspelled and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and have grammar, grammatical, grammatically, pro, you know, whatever, grammatical errors. Uh, and it's, it takes away from a feel of professionalism, I guess. Um, but the bigger question here really is trophies. In my opinion, uh, it's two things. Yeah, of course, I don't want to see these games crawling up the store when there's other games that could be getting spotlighted. Uh, and of course this game didn't get spotlighted. I want to say that, but people are going to buy this game because there are people that look up easy platinum list. And this is just not a good example. It's the same button combination for every puzzle. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the same 20 things that you could just, I mean, Hey, I guess I got to give it to them. It's more of a game than my name is Mayo. That's true. No, well, my, my name is Mayo. You, you couldn't. You didn't literally just press the button. You had to go in and out of menus and stuff and change stuff around. So yeah, so t- God, they're on the same level. But I will say though that my name is Mayo is one of those guilty pleasure platforms. I will say though, I watched somebody kind of play it, like the Hannah Montana game. The, the fact that it was like comedic with some of its elements, like dressing up the Mayo. Yeah, dude, I put a bikini, a bikini on a jar of Mayo, which is stupid. Call, Colin Moriarty would be proud. He would love that mayonnaise like he loves all the other mayonnaises in the world. He don't judge. I judge. Oh, I judge my foot that fell asleep. Wake up. Stop Wake sitting up. on it, you idiot. I can't. All right. Well, that's the last thing I had on the news. Um, oh, <laughs> my heel. So, hey, look at that. I guess uh, our audio listeners are going to be so confused. 
moving on to the main topic of the show uh which is interesting because it's going to i say interesting this is a personal episode instead of trying to dig into something industry speaking and uh you know we like to have these every now and then because i think that they're just kind of fun and they're a little more relaxing for us and i think that in a way it gets y'all to know us a little bit better which is in itself it's its own good thing um you know i have a lot of opinions that looking around other people it they're very uncommon opinions right uh and definitely there are uncommon opinions in the sense of because i'm gonna say there are plenty of people that share these opinions with me i know it so what it comes down to is there are unpopular opinions when it comes to the people who choose to be vocal on the internet yeah that, uh, I can which see that. is funny because there's way more people that play these games and enjoy these games that just don't say anything and there's a huge amount of people again when you're looking at it there's enough people to make it seem like there's an ocean of people that hate on the games a uh, perfect example of that was we started the episode off with is that i think that the order 1886 is a fantastic game is it a perfect game no it's not there are things wrong with it i'll be the first to admit that but the some of the things wrong with it by some people's standards and i disagree on these some of these uh, are things that uncharted 4 saw uncharted 4 got no flack for and it's just where's the line at so i think the first thing that he said is that there is no possible world you can live in where something like the order can get, can be rated a 2.5 out of 10 and be reasonable. The absolute lowest that game come down to, if you just really do not agree with any of its core concepts and, and philosophy behind the development of it, which is be cinematic, be, you know, very story driven, uh, keep, keep, I mean, and again, it was very narrative driven and that was fine. They said that coming out, but people expected a very, like, and I really don't know what they expected. It was very close to uncharted, but for some reason, I think what a lot of people thought saw was that um, they wanted the game to have more action sequences because one thing I've noticed that when people complain about this game, they tally up how long it took the game from start to credits. Then they tally up how much of that was cutscenes. Then they tally up how many times you're in a walking sequence where you don't do anything. Yeah. And then that's when you're left with like the hour and a half or two hours of gameplay. But, but and that's not and that's still not true. I mean, just to be, I mean, you know, I've beat the game three times. Yeah. We, we've talked about this. That's just not true. It's not, Any, anybody it's not who far says, from the truth, though. I mean, anybody who says that, no, there's more gameplay than that. I mean, you're, there is at least a minimum of four hours of gameplay. I will have to disagree with you. I mean, hey, somebody that, who just played that game that, like yeah, six fine. months that's ago. Fine. But I mean, I've played it over and over and over because I love the game. I mean, it is a great uh, game. And, and uh, my other my other thing, going back to one thing you said, uh, and I mean, and I don't know what side of this you stand. I think you're kind of in between. You you see it as an end game. I see, see it, it as, as, a, as I got game. it for $10 and I love the price I paid for it. I would have paid a maximum of 29 for it. Yeah. And, and I do think pricing says, I think that game came out at 40 a lot less complaints would have been made. It, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, but, oh, well, uh, the game had very top-notch quality, had great voice acting, had beautiful graphics. And again, people can up. say, I mean, people can say what they want, but I mean, presentation is, is a lot in games. Uh, and with that being said, I think that game had some better presentation than pretty much anything else. Uh, I think another thing that comes into play is how can that game be rated a, rated a 2.5 out of 10 when there are games that are rated higher that just do not work? Well, yeah. And, that's- and that game had absolutely... I mean, I, I never three, three times through. I've literally never had a glitch, a bug, or anything happen. Was it a fly? It was Thank a fly. Um, I think it has to do with a lot with um, all these corporations like IGN and Game Informer and GameSpot. They have uh, they have all these kinds of people. Got that oil in your hair, boy. That, What'd you do? Take some bacon and no, it's pomade. Uh, we had all these. They have all these different people who have different opinions on these games, and they rate them. And then I feel like that the person who dogpiling is a big thing here, right? Where I think the wrong person got this game to review. 
Well, I think that happens. But when I say dogpiling, I mean that one person gave it a bad review and it kind of starts a trend where everybody feels like, well, if I give it a good review, I seem weird. No, because see, I would feel like that. I'm not saying that it's true, but I think it'd be interesting to be able to look through and see some of these games. Because there are a lot of games that one thing gets said about them and then it kind of just the dominoes fall in that direction. Well, see, you know I mean? but in this day and age where all the kind of like all the clicks matter and all the ad revenue, well, and, and that's stuff, the you'd thing. want to be the different person so people would check your stuff out in comparison. Well, here's the thing negative always goes better than positive. It doesn't matter if you're different. Perfect example is in real life when you're dealing with things. Yeah, Tiger Woods is great, but have you ever seen Tiger Woods bigger in the news than when he cheated on his wife? I mean, when he got like the DUI like five years ago or whatever that was, it was. That was literally like not even a month ago, two years, two months ago. And it wasn't no, I'm talking about DUI. the first one. I'm talking about the oh, very okay. first Well, regardless, one. my point being, my point being, for all the good he did, for all the great sportsmanship he had, for all the great things he did, he was never bigger than when he was when that one bad thing happened. So it comes down to being negative typically tends to get people to click on it more because the people who, who disagree with you are going to click through and read your opinion so they can understand what you're trying to say about it. Uh, and I think the other part of that comes down to you have people who, uh, it, it, like you say, there's this click oriented thing and they think, Hey, you know, I get these people right here, click through to this website, show all these ads. And there's, and some of the websites are like, you have to click through a couple times to read the whole interview, which I already interviewed the whole uh, review, which I hate. If you make me do that, or um, if you make me sign into a Facebook account, I don't have, then I will never come back to your website again. I'll but, blacklist it. Anyway, right it was there. very, that's just a perfect example of one game that got kind of dragged across the rakes, uh, dragged across the rakes, <laughs> dragged across the mud. Um, for what I say, and I, I've said about plenty of games, it was a game that, now, whether you let it get out of hype in your mind, which I think happened with No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky is an example of a game that hyped itself. It overpromised and didn't deliver. The Order, if you go back and look at the things that they're saying about the game, every bit of it's true. It's just whether or not you think that, that was fun or not. See, I didn't keep up with it that much. No well, you see, it. I did. You know, it was it was a very, very... I, I yeah. mean, I was super stoked for it. bought it twice. <laughs> well, I bought both of the collector's editions. Yeah. Which I have. There's the one right there and then one, one back here. You. Um, but I think it was a great game. I mean, even playing it, they have, uh, took me like eight hours to beat it the first time. Uh, maybe, well, actually, maybe nine. Um, but regardless, you know, I was thinking in going through the thing. I think it was a great game. Uh, and I, and I am a big fan of do never make a game longer than it needs to be. And that storyline, the pacing is really good to me. When you roll through, do wrong. I'm not saying that there couldn't have been a little more fluff cut out or maybe a couple areas where they could have expanded, but that's a game that perfectly represented. Here's the story. Now, did they touch, did they, did they dive into enough of the things that were interesting about the game? Sometimes not, but you could tell they were setting up for a sequel. They were trying to build a larger base of, of, of questioning so that you could carry that. Ooh, what's going on here? What's going to happen here? You could carry that through with a sequel and then they can capitalize on it and capitalize on it. And I mean, and good games and good stories do that. First of all, uh, and then other good. I mean, and of course, good stories also make a game that when you're done, you're like, ah, oh, I like that. And that and that game struck that line for me. Um, I just I, I don't want to spend too much time on the order because there are other right. opinions I have. Uh, I just I always come back to that game being a game that people rail on. I do feel like though that a lot of people didn't feel like their value. They didn't get the value for what they paid for. It's, it's the big thing. And then people were of course mad that they paid sixty dollars for a game that. I have seen people beating like five hours, and it's not an issue to do that if you know what you're doing if you played the game before. And, you know, it's kind of like the thing of it kind of comes down to the person per person of like your, you know, your salary and stuff that you make per year. And then do you have the budget to buy this game? And if you're going to buy a game, is it going to last you the money you spent to buy it? Is it going to be one more? To me, it's the, it's the experience. And, the, the experience is worth $60 if it was good to me. 
Uh, I don't care if a game because you know a word that people use all the time is it's a it's a mile wide and a foot deep. Yeah, and I think that there are plenty of games that do that, and I think there's way too many games that try and tout this substance that's not really there. And it's like, okay, well, does it matter if you have a thousand things to do in your game if they're all extremely shallow and boring? I mean, and, and that's you know, Final Fantasy Fifteen to me. The game is massively I, no, no. All, all open and no, has no. a huge world, and then yeah, there's nothing in it. I agree. I'm not, and, I, and as much as I like that game, that could be one of my unpopular. As, yeah, as much as I like that game, and, and there are people that don't. There are people that agree with you, of course. Uh, but in particular, I mean, yeah, I agree. That's a game that has a perfect example of every side quest in that game, 100 percent unnecessary. Do you? Uh, it was a numbers game. It was like, hey, but then again, it was their first try. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand. I have a pretty unpopular one. Go for it. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is very unforgettable. You think that that's an odd opinion? I mean, it's a very forgettable game. Oh, you think it's forgettable? Yes. You aside said, from you the said story, aside from the story and a couple of the highlights that I did in that game, because I platinumed it, so I did everything that there was really. I mean, yeah, to we do. both platinumed it. Um, I I can't remember a single character's name that's not Aloy's. And I, I played that game with headphones on, uh, sitting right in front of my TV, you know, focused on that. Nothing in the background distracted me and nothing. Okay. Can't remember what okay. To be fair, was. though, uh, I think that, and I, I, I feel like this is probably true. You just haven't thought about it. A, if that's your opinion, cool. And I, and I don't think it's a really a wrong opinion. Skyrim, game I love. I don't remember anybody's name in that game. Well, it depends. Like, are you talking about like Delphine, or are you talking about like the Night Mother? Delphine's. About, a, I mean, you're 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 using Delphine's one of the, the character names. from the main character. Yeah, I know. The, okay, but what I'm saying is that that's one of the few so names. Like Parthenax. That's a dragon, right? It's still a character. <laughs> but hold on, what I mean is that you got Cicero from two, the Dark two, Brotherhood. Two things. Two things. You've played Skyrim way more than you played Horizon. But at I this played point. Horizon hold more hold more. I know, Close I know. To me. I know, but repetition is what puts it in your brain, buddy. Uh, and I mean, and I'm not saying your opinion's wrong. I'm just trying to hit in on it. Uh, I think that open world games have that issue a lot. Like, I can't remember a single character in that game. Though I can't remember the guy who saved you. I can't remember the guy that you saved in the beginning that comes back later. Spoilers. Well, know. Silence. I remember him. I barely remember that. I see it, and you know, as far as the story goes, the story was great. I just. At this point in time, you know, maybe if I hadn't platinum it, I'd feel like going back and playing it again. I don't. And feel wasn't, like the, wasn't it again. the woman's name Elizabeth Warren, something like that? You're asking someone who doesn't remember. Well, <laughs> oh, regardless, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I think the game is great, but yeah, I mean, character-wise, maybe it wasn't as memorable as it could have been. But I, I, then again, I don't care about. And that's a, it's a it's a basis by basis kind of thing. Every game's gonna be a little different. Uh, I don't think that that game had to have me remember characters for it to have been amazing. I think if you're going to try to have a story, you need to have characters that are memorable. That's the whole point of having a story is that when the sequel comes out and they mention where's such and such, you're like, well, who's that again? Like, well, and I feel the- like, you know, it's funny you say that, but I feel like it wasn't it Ted Farrow, Farrow, something like that for the, for the computer. Ted, I'm pretty sure Ted is his name. I don't know his last name. It was Farrow Industries. See, and again, that's what I mean is that I guess it wasn't memorable for you. Yeah, it definitely and was that's not cool. memorable and for so, me. And that the is, story, that is opinion, the so. overarching story was cool mm-hmm. until the, you know, the end. And Elizabeth, had, Elizabeth, I'm fairly positive, was the name of the woman. That yeah, spoilers for not that anybody who hasn't played that. We just dropped kind of a big, big one. But I, I guess know. I should go back in and... <laughs> yeah, maybe. We might have to go bleep that. If there's a bleep, it's because there's a major Horizon spoiler. But um, honestly, though, Horizon for me, not a system seller. 
it couldn't stand on its own. Like, sure, if you have a PS4, it's 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 most definitely worth playing, but it's not one of the great exclusives there is. Wow, really? Yeah, like, I do. I, I do disagree with I that. Think, but then I again, I know the more, that there are people that feel that way. Well, so. I think the more and more it becomes a franchise, the more and more there's more story, the more and more we see more and can develop more with Aloy or Aloy, whatever you say, Aloy. Aloy. Then yeah, sure. Like uh, Drake, when the first game came out, it was yeah, no, fun I mean, game, the first game know. was great, but it didn't become a system stellar until the second game. Yeah, and so I think that the more and more they prove on the franchise. Um, that it'll be good. Be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we both love the game. You don't yeah. platinum a game you don't like, typically. Right. It's yeah. Very, you don't sit rare. there, and I sat there for um, I think about twenty-two hours playing that game nonstop. And you know that could be it too. I could have had fatigue of just you know like mindlessly trying to do all the trials and stuff and getting it done with all that, and I could have forgotten stuff because it's sitting there for you know sleep deprived. But um, I have no urge to go back and play it and. I think in my head it's like it's because of the platinum, but then I think of all the stuff I did and I'm like that sounds fun. I just don't really want to do it again. Um, the expansion's coming out. Probably not going to play it. You know, I'm really excited for what the sequel could offer, but we'll see about that. What about another one of yours? I have another one too. I have. I think I have like one, maybe two more. You go ahead. I'm trying to think of ones that really matter to Fall, me. Fallout Four and Fallout New Vegas combined does not touch the quality of Fallout Three. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so many people I've talked to. Man, like, New Vegas is so much better than three and right four. Right there, I was gonna say. Well, like a lot of people really like four. I think that's my that's one of my unpopular opinions is that I thought Fallout Four was probably the blandest Fallout game. No, I've, I've heard that from quite a lot of people. That's that's not unpopular, but it's not the it's not the the it's not like a it's not like a, the crop. yeah it's not a pinnacle of it. But I mean, I do feel like that game was actually a, a perfect example of a mile wide and a foot deep. Uh, Every side quest in that game to me was just so boring, and I didn't know how to touch it. The story I, I played—I mean, I platinum Skyrim. Um, I did every side quest because all the side quests were just as fun, and and in a lot of ways, the side quests are better than the, the main story in that game. The um, story had one cool moment, in it, and I mean that it was one cool moment, and that was the big thing at the end. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, I actually didn't like that very much. I thought it was interesting how they did it. I thought it was a I big I thought the surprise. whole story arc was really kind of blech. I, I thought everything was up until about there. Then afterwards, it got even worse. Because then afterwards, you have to go like do all this stuff with either the Brotherhood of Steel or what is it, the, yeah, the whatever the other one That's is. What we're yeah. Leave it at, yeah, And, you know... I still can remember to this day, this may be one of those things that's kind of more, you know, is it's more forgetful to me is that, but I played through New Vegas and I played through four and I played through three and I played through three about the same as New Vegas. And I still like three better. Um, there's a lot of people who will fight me for this. Bring it. Cause three is more enjoyable to me. I, mean, I love the story of three with your father and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I liked the voice acting and stuff in three, you know, I liked the characters and I thought, Vegas had a really cool intro. I did not like the desert setting. I thought that was bland. Did I could see that. Like, I could see that. Then that's that may be why I don't like desert settings in games. It's because of that one game. Because it was just so bland to me. That I think a lot of games that are specifically desert settings, it's like you can't do that. Well, game. and I don't. It's like, hard. I don't like Vegas style like my damn nose aesthetics. I don't like casinos and playing cards and neon lights and stuff like, like yeah. stuff like that. I don't like that kind of aesthetic of. You know, you go into people's house and they'll have like playing card tables and all kinds of stuff, and it's it's reminiscent of like you know, nineteen fifties Vegas. Not a huge fan of me, but uh, so I couldn't get immersed into the world like I wanted to. But I thought Fallout Three was a great game. 
I'm thinking of other ones. Uh, a couple of ones that come to mind we've already talked about a little bit. Uh, even though I've mentioned No Man's Sky, and I do understand why people dislike it, I don't think No Man's Sky was near as bad. And I know you actually stand kind of on a separate side. Yeah. Of that. You played it. Yeah. You weren't as hard on it as some people. But I know you definitely felt like it wasn't worth the money. Right. Um, and I'm going to say I played that game probably 20 hours. I probably played and about 15, maybe 10. Even in the 20 hours, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I've had my fill of this for now. Uh, I do have every intention in the world to go back to that game, and I've heard so many people say that if No Man's Sky shipped in in, in the status of what it is today, heart, there would have been a lot less complaints. And I, and looking multiplayer at the, looking is a big the, thing for me. Oh, I know, but I mean, if you take away that and you make it to where even playing single player is more fun, because the loop is not huge, and I, I understand it gets old quicker for some. And then, you know, it takes some people a long time to, to for that loop to get boring. But for me specifically, I played the game 20 hours and literally never felt bored until it just hit. And when it, when it hit, I didn't drag through it. I said, I've gotten 20 hours out of this game. That's worth $60 to me. Again, it's all self-value. Yeah. Uh, and I said, you know, it was kind of fun. And I could see them building upon this kind of like Minecraft. Uh, and don't get me wrong, a game shouldn't necessarily release that way. Definitely at $60. But... Well, yeah, and see, I think that... I get it, but I mean, that's that's a perfect example of a game I didn't see. I didn't see why people were so mad about it. Well, people compare it a lot to Minecraft. I've heard other people than you, and it's just like, Minecraft never promised to be all these things that it's not. And what really irks me the most is that I'm pretty sure it's in Europe because they have the Peggy rating. They released with a sticker over the case to cover up the fact that it did not have multiplayer. There was a Peggy 7 sticker over a Peggy 14 label that... And it, the only reason the difference is just like here where it's, you know, what, what is it? T and M or mm-hmm. T and E is it? Cause in multiplayer games in the United States, most of them have to be T. I think, I think multiplayer is a requirement to be automatically T just cause I don't think so. Cause I don't think Minecraft is T. I think t- Minecraft that might be a Nintendo it. thing or something. Um, maybe, I don't know, but I mean, like, I, I could, I can understand why, because you can't control what people are going to say or do online. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's, you always get that warning too, but they literally had stickers that people were peeling off on the cases of the games that they had because they had to cover up the rating. And I don't think that happened here because, you know, everything's paper uh, printed on paper here. And this could have been um, th- this could have been on like the collector's edition, the the, the box, because I do remember it being more of a flat paper kind of thing yeah. where um, yeah. and not glossy. But I thought that was pretty ridiculous. I did enjoy the game for a little while. Um, I kept though. I got I got in that loop of you go to the planet, you do the thing, you leave, you go to another planet. And then I came across a planet that has already been discovered. Mm-hmm. I was like, well. This is and is it, is it is it that is it that it's I was promised a huge open thing and then within ten hours of playing somebody's already discovered somewhere. Well, I am. yeah, but there's so millions of went, players that are going to be spawned in random spots. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, then I, I'm I went kind of far the away. The magic kind of left you. Yeah. I guess. Then I kind of went far away. And then I got stuck on a planet with um, there was acid rain. Um, I, so I didn't have fun. Well, like I got out, like I got out like a hundred feet, and I was like, okay, this isn't worth it. So I went back to my ship and I flew off. And then I found another planet somebody else had discovered. I'm like, you know what? Nope. Like it automatically kind of killed me there. Where um, I was just like, this was supposed to be a huge open world where I could have a universe kind of to myself. I mean, that is a that really is a worked. game that was that was built up on stuff that it just did not deliver. And I and I completely understand that. I just. It wasn't that boring to me. And I never let myself get that hyped about it. Every time they'd say something that sounded a little out of whack for me, I was like, I can't see that being true, but if it is, awesome. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I never. It's, okay, it's the limited edition one where it's a sticker covering the online plate that changes the rating. And it I always wonder, was that game online at one Peggy point? Peggy 12. I don't forget that. Was that game online at one point and then just close to the end, the server just could not do it? So they were like, I, I see now that I can't be for sure. I mean, like, I don't know how to, see, if it was printed, you feel unless it was just a misprint. Yeah. So like, if you look on this, um, it's just Peggy seven and then you peel it back. There's like, there's literally the online symbol right here. Yeah. And it's the same symbol. I don't know what that is for maybe violence. I don't know what it is. I'm Europe. not sure. Um, so my other one, and then I think I'm going to kind of close out from I here. I got a lot one more. That's okay. more of a complaint. I, I'm going to throw mine out there. And, and I know that me and I mean, I know that you kind of agree with me. So you, you generally stand there, but uh, infinite warfare, infinite warfare. Oh, is great a, game, multi, a great campaign. Infinite warfare is a game that as far as people who want to be vocal on the internet go, they just, people run that game straight down and i and dude the thing is is that that game has probably got one of the best campaigns that released all of last year especially for a shooter that is focused on the multiplayer side and and of course you know of all people i am not a call of duty person right i am just not almost the opposite almost the exact opposite i I don't care for that they play fantastically they've always had great gunplay they're probably the best gunplay in the first person shooter genre uh, maybe Destiny gets a little close because it's pretty smooth. Um, but you're talking about a game. Uh, Killzone for me is one of the other top shooters. It feels so good and weighted and real. Uh, and I love that about Killzone. It's, it's also what's one of my favorite series as well. Um, but I do think that Call of Duty typically has their storylines have been kind of bleh. Definitely, I even I'm gonna tell people I even think Modern Warfare. Now it, that's the real unpopular opinion because I love. I don't, don't and wrong. So many don't, people no, love Modern Warfare. It's a good campaign, but considering all the games that came out around it, Resistance is a better. And, and again, this is all my opinion. Yeah, uh, but Resistance, every game in the Resistance series is a better get a better campaign than Modern Warfare than, than any Call of Duty game. Ooh, them could be fight worse for some people. Infinite Warfare may be the only thing because Infinite Warfare was that good. Now, going off of that, Killzone. Every Killzone game, if we let's just take an Infinite Warfare out of the thing and go everything before Infinite Warfare, uh, I think every Killzone game is going to better campaign than every Call of Duty game. That's also interesting too. Uh, and I think that Metro, both Metro games, much better shooters. Uh, in in the storyline sense, I think of course, yeah, both those, of them. Those I can say for sure that I would enjoy more. And I know you'd most be, be specifically because you like those games. I know you would like Resistance Three storyline. The campaign is so fun. It's now, so good. I love the paranormal aspect of the Metro games. I know a lot of people are going to go back to these to play them before the new Metro, so I'm not going to say anything. But they're really good stories that are based off books um, by. I can't think of the author's name. I can't remember it's the a, name either. It's, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a German. very odd name. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a Russian name. It's a Russian author. Russian. That's right. Because yeah. the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing is in Russia. You might be thinking about the, uh, I don't think it's German. It might be Russian too, of um, the Witcher series is based off of a He's novel. like, no, he's like, what is it? It's can't remember. Uh, he's, he's not from the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something different. So, uh, but anyway, so those are probably it. I can't think of anything else that I'm looking at games I have that whenever I play them, I'm like, huh. Lords of the Fallen was a fine game. I, I didn't think that, that many people complained about that game. That game oh, was cool. a lot of people complained about that game. I love that game. A lot man. of people that game was good. Um, I have another one that uh, I've seen. Some oh yeah, people, what was your complaint? Most people disagree with, uh, and I just think the PlayStation Store is beyond the worst next generation online store. Nintendo's is better. 
What, what, what do you mean by on console? Well, but what do you mean by the store? Like the way it the operates? PlayStation, I mean the way the games if, are. If I on click it? on the store icon, nine times out of ten, it pops up a blue screen and nothing pops up. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's never happened to you. Well, as I was thinking, it hasn't happened to me since I've gotten a pro. And see that, and that's the problem is that like, why is it that bad on the OG? Now PS4? that's that's totally true but, on the PS3 boy. The PS3 because they updated it to match the PS4s. Let me know if you oh, have these problems terrible. too, because it's not only that; it's that sometimes you'll go to a game, and I had this happen. I bought like four games that went on sale, and I had this happen with I think three of them. I went to the game, clicked on it, it highlighted for a split second, then disappeared the buy button. So what I had to do was I had to exit out of the store completely, and you see the loop we're going on through here, where it doesn't work half the time that I pull it up. So then I restart my PS4, and it just got ridiculous that I was trying to buy these games, and Sony wouldn't let me. I had to go up, and I saw the trailer. I went back down where the where the buy button would be highlighted, and it wasn't there. I would go to another game, and some and on. on and you know what few, I think some of this might come down to server issues, or I don't buy, I don't go on the store often. But I, since I've gotten the PS4 Pro. I've never clicked on the store icon and not gone to the store. Yeah, every every. And oh, I'm not I'm, saying I'm that saying that's a reason. Literal. I'm not saying that that's a good reason. But hey, maybe it's time for you to update to a PS4 Pro. Yeah, you shouldn't have to, and that's a little BS. But you know, I do remember that happening on my old PS4 a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and it um, happens on Andy's too in the living room, and that's the new PlayStation 4. It's not the slim. But oh, it's, it's not the, the it's the matte top. That's not gloss. Yeah, yeah. The matte so top. it's not. It's like the. I don't think it's any Man, real. I, I really wonder about that. Um, so, Seems but it's so it's weird. Terrible. Uh, but you also do you buy way more digital games than That's I true. do. Oh, oh, oh! The fourth game that, was, that I played this week was Resident Evil, but the fifth game was Rhyme. I can't believe I forgot about this game. Oh, I just can't believe I forgot oh. about it. And I'm gonna segue into something here because our boy Dan over there on Twitter, who runs the uh, Square XO, uh, so are we going? Are we, no, 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 different one. You talking about Reader Mail? Different guy. Oh, I put this well, in this here. Is, I apologize for not going more into it. I, did, I didn't put his uh, Twitter there, handle. Square XO, he recommended Rhyme. Yeah. That game's amazing. Um, and the soundtrack is amazing. On the topic of Dan's, though, we have another Dan with some reader mail. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't put his last name. But thank you, Dan, I for should've. that recommendation. Uh, uh, well, his, okay. Well, Twitter handles my name is Dan. Is something like yeah, that. Square XO Dan is really cool. They run yes, a, they run a European uh, PlayStation podcast as well uh, with, with a couple other folks. Um, Shout out to you guys. And they're super and cool. Girls. I really like them a lot. Uh, they're just generally nice people. When, yeah, it comes oh, to, yeah. when it comes to talking with them on Twitter, they're really cool. Of course. Um, so other thing is we have a Dan, and I wish I would remember to put his Twitter handle down here. Um, so... What he said, and he asked this early in the week, and I asked him if he wanted us to wait until it answered on the episode, and he kind of said both. Uh, he wants to. He wanted a quick answer, but kind of a more in-depth one. So his question was, are new Sony becoming old Sony? The recent comments by Jim Ryan suggest so. When Sony are on top, will they always revert to being old Sony? So I think that the the, the quick answer I sent to this man um, was that, Every one of the companies, or at least the competing ones, so it's going to be Sony, Microsoft, typically. Uh, anytime that Sony and Microsoft do this bounce back to on top, you're always going to see their ego float back up. Uh, and I do think it's partially just that it, it's partially a business, and sometimes it's business decisions of the the. And, and again, this is this is suggesting, or this is going back to the Jim Ryan quotes and some of the things he said. Um, but I don't know what it is, and maybe it's just the 
the world, but both companies do it. I mean, would you agree with that, Saul? Yeah, I think you, that you whole, know because you saw Microsoft. Because well, uh, here's the thing: exactly what I'm talking about this, and probably where you're going with this. Um, and I'll let you go into depth on it. But is it that you're talking about how Microsoft are being so friendly this generation, but last generation they weren't at all? No, they were pretty friendly last generation. To be honest, how? I think because I, I really want to know how. I mean, they weren't negative towards gamers or anything. It's no, the no, whole no. indie what, thing. What, when I say okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see what well, I'm talking about. Like the whole indie thing wasn't a huge, a huge thing back then. Indie games back in 2008 or nine were typically on PC, and it was harder to get those on Xbox and PlayStation. And which PlayStation back then really wasn't trying to support them like they are now anyways yeah. not, neither neither competitors were well xbox but was as, xbox started that yeah well yeah whole the whole the whole arcade xbox thing i think was to push that so you could buy well they games. started the whole movement because you remember limbo came out and it was an early yeah. xbox game like yeah that. and uh i don't these early um i don't remember Super Meat Boy, ever one of those as well hearing negative stuff about microsoft up until well, we're drm ta- we're talking about attitude uh, and, and, and DRM is a big part of that. So, do you mind if I move into my thing now? Yeah. Are you, yeah. You I, well, I was going to say, I don't think they ever got on a high horse in Xbox 360 Gen until until the until DRM the, the precipice of the yeah. Xbox One. Yeah. Okay. So, what where I want to go with it, uh, and, and I don't, don't want to stay on this too terribly long, but um, yeah. So we're running right at an hour, I believe. Um, so anyway, what's what I'm saying is that um, a perfect example of this is that uh, what do you see Sony doing this generation that Microsoft was doing last generation that gamers don't necessarily always agree with? Do you know what it is? Timed exclusivity on DLC for certain games. So two things, like two, two very particular games, Destiny, Call of Duty. Both of these games are things that get either exclusive content or early exclusive content. And if you notice, they're all Activision. That's a that's a big thing that's hopped into it. Uh, but these are these are companies that, when Microsoft was on top, they were more than ready to go. Hey, we're going to go ahead and get our own exclusive content on this, our time exclusive content on this, whatever they want to do. But now you see people flipping. Since Sony's doing it, suddenly it's a problem, right? I don't remember. Did Xbox ever do that? What did they do that for? Maybe it just wasn't. Call I was duty. I was in game journalism. Battlefield. That everything. Uh, there was a lot of games that that basically, if you look at where PlayStation is now, they, and it they, could be because I was mainly an Xbox gamer last year, and so I didn't really care about PlayStation. Well, a couple of things. So uh, you know, you see Microsoft being real consumer friendly. You know, really, they're worried about they're worried about backwards compatibility. They're worried yeah. about being consumer friendly. They're worried. Hey, they're going. Hey, you know, we got cross compatibility play and now we're going to play with switch and pc and we want to play with playstation you know two things they know playstation isn't necessarily ready to go for it so the more times they bring it up the more times they feel like they're punching sony and getting which is smart which is smart because they need sony needs to be but this is what it comes down to the exact attitude that microsoft has right now is the exact attitude sony had late ps3 era when When they they, were when they when they fixed all of their issues when you yeah, it's exactly what you see. Early days when PlayStation Three wasn't performing so hot and it was too t- it's too uh, too high priced. Yeah, all these things are coming down on $600. them. Six hundred dollars. Multi platforms typically performed worse on it because it was an odd architecture. Yep, all those things. VRAM happened. was. What did you see Sony do? Sony pulled out all the stops. They're like, we're going to be super consumer friendly. Uh, of course, it's, it had been happening on other things. But what did you see Sony come out with? Two thousand ten. Bam, Sony came out with PS Slim. Plus. Yeah. I was, oh yeah. Sony said, "Hey, PS Plus. Here's the thing. You're going to pay us." But you're not paying us for an online service. What you're paying us for is a service that's going to make your gaming daily life easier. And it's and, and no, 
PS Plus was never a better value than it was first three years. No, I'm just saying the whole paid. That, like, you're you're essentially paying for online, and but you're but doing, you're not. What you're doing, and that's what I liked about it, because you're paying for some of these games to get them. You get you get the discounted games, and they used to be steep discounts. You used to get games that were new. Uh, the uh, Tomb Raider, the one that came out on yeah. okay, that one was free on PlayStation Three like six months after it came out. Metro, um, twenty uh, Metro Last Light, yeah, free on PlayStation Plus eight months after it came out. Bunch of games are like that, right? Infamous Two came out about. Six Eight nine months later, Infamous Two was a, was a free game in the collection. Uh, when they were doing a Vita, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Gravity Rush, Wipeout, every big game they had was coming on PS Plus. It was a value because they cared at the time, because they needed to care about the time. Is being consumer friendly, so consumers are like, man, look how good they're being to us for just fifty dollars a year. I can upload my game saves to the cloud and never have to worry about my system messing up. Because I can always pull my saves back. I get all these free games that are relatively new games that are awesome. Well, yeah, back then, yeah. No, they were, but and they don't. They no, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah, talking about and they, to now. it's very rare they do that now. It, I mean, the only time you see that is when it's an indie game that just now releases, like Rocket League, because Until Dawn is when, bro, yeah, well, Until Dawn. Game Dawn's of Thrones it, is fairly new. It's like a year, maybe a year old. It's like two. Is it? And so I, is Until I know Dawn. Until Dawn's about two years old. Yeah, uh, it, it's getting close to two years old. So, and, and I think that the Until Dawn move is a slight offshoot is smart because they have that new game coming out this year. Um, and I, well, I can't remember the name right now. Patient, uh, uh, the, the Trapper or whatever. The the one where it's a cop thriller and the guys, the serial killer is called the Trapper. The Way Out. No. It was a game I talked about, and I can't believe I'm forgetting the name right now, and I apologize. But, yeah, it's super massive next game in the same vein. It's the one that has a play link where everybody can vote. I don't have that. Whatever. I was going to say, I, I thought you were talking about the patient game that they have. No, that one's set in the Until Dawn world. Now, this is another well, that's one. That's all I thought we were talking about. <laughs> no, this one's not in the Until Dawn world. It's just similarly. No, but I GameStop. thought you were saying that they're making the game, and we were no, talking about No, but it's all super dawn. massive. It's yeah, all super massive. Yeah. So they're doing that to get people ready for this type of game so that they'll buy this new one. Yeah, and PS, PS Plus Going back to the original thing, there's every bit of goodwill that Sony put out towards gamers on the PS3, they had to stop. They didn't have to worry about it anymore when the PS4 came out. Because when they did the PS4, early days of going into it, it was still all goodwill. No right. DRM. Uh, online, what is it, 60 million consoles sold? Six, uh, it's like, I think it's over like 62, 68. So they somewhere. know they it's have in the 60s. 60 million consoles in households right now. They could be assholes and nobody would care. Well, people will care, but they're already ahead. Yeah, they're already so far ahead. And, they know uh, that. and I'm not, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're, Ryan, not, they're not as bad as they were at the beginning of the PS3 era. That's just the truth. I don't think we'll ever see a company that bad again. I don't think we'll ever see Sony that bad again. Uh, Even towards the ending of the of the the golden age or the dark age, that when when I got into PS3s, this was back in 2009, that I got my PS3, uh, and it was later than 2009. It was later. It was 2010. Um, and it was kind of going into it. I remember thinking, I remember hearing negative stuff about Sony as a company before going into it. Well, you were very, and I, and I mean, don't be wrong. I wish it wasn't like this, but there's console wars, and what you're what you're hearing is these people who are bar- disparaging Sony just because they play Xbox. And you, and I mean, you know that it's true. You were very locked into that Xbox ecosystem. Your yeah. friends played Xbox. You hung out with people who liked Xbox, and well, and I mean, that it, was at the height of the hey, PS3 is technically a more powerful console, but game, but not all games are hitting it. The exclusives well, tended to. to be better because well and see for me though it was mainly because everybody had an Xbox that I had one that I kept one I mean I know but you were also because like now if you and but Blaze you were also a Jonathan, Halo nut and stuff like that if everybody went to yeah well yeah but if, if, if everybody else went from PS4 to Xbox and played Destiny I would 
drop my PS4 to go, you know, I'd play it. I'd play the exclusives, but in instances like when back then where I didn't play single-player games, all I played was multiplayer games. That was the system to have because all my games played were with yeah, friends. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. On that system. But, I mean, that's answering Dan's question in a nutshell. Both companies are going to do it. A very big nutshell. <laughs> yeah, a very big nutshell. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. But that, that is exactly what's going to happen. Both companies, when they're on top, are going to stop being as, as friendly. And I do this, I, I wish that Sony would just tell Jim Ryan to stop talking. Yeah. Because is, here, here's the thing, I don't, I have no hard feelings towards him, but he says things that just don't quite make sense. Yeah, what are you doing? And, You're making it crooked. <laughs> but I, I think, I think that he has, he has experience in. Um, I don't like the term gaming journalism. But I think that he has experience in this kind of thing, and then every now and then, of course, it's just when you're, PR. When you're, this is all the yeah, same. It's PR. But when you're when you're saying so much to the public, you're bound to slip up. Now, you will. It I mean, depends on if what he slipped up on is going to actually unfold, where they don't really listen to anybody, they don't really care about these kind of things, because these features people are asking for, the other system is offering it. So what's stopping them to going to get it if they have the money? And that's kind of where. They need to tread very lightly on saying these things because I'm with you. they're up so high. That I'm they, but you won't see the effect of all these bad decisions and bad talks. Until, and again, and it depends on how Sony actually follows gen. through. Until next gen. Yeah. Because you'll see those philosophies come more true with the PS5 and what the base push behind PS5 is. Right. What do we want it to be? PS4 was all about, hey, games. Maybe we don't have backwards compatibility. It better compat- still be about we, that. It is. But you know, maybe we don't have backwards compatibility, but guess what we do have? New games. New games you want to play. This system's focused on gaming. Hey, all that extra stuff, TV, we don't need that. It needs, games. It needs, it needs some good features. And, and, it, and what it was is it won, it won PlayStation over for, for a lot of people because it was in stark contrast um, to... <laughs> that was what I put in there that we may do a future episode on. Is our, our top five wanted features from PS4 and a PlayStation 5. I got you. Because, you know, they can come out strong with 150 games, sure, uh, if only 10 of those games appeal to me and they last me six months, then I have a dead console in six months. Then yeah. That's so, true. That's so, true. But they don't need to go the, hey, plug this in your TV and you can you can do anything you want. You can watch cable. It's like, I don't care about cable when I have my Xbox on. That's the last thing I care about. You're just, you're going to see Microsoft slip up if they, if they start to regain some traction. You're going to see them do the same things. They're going to stop worrying about making all these choices that are consumer well, friendly. I mean, it's not I, could, I could be wrong, but I'm fairly It's positive. not regaining traction. It's going to, they're going to have to be on top. Because at this point they have nothing. They have everything to lose. They have everybody coming to PS4. This is their this is their hail mary. This is everything they're doing right now. Microsoft is hail mary. It's up what, until what, the next generation. What can yeah. we do? Well, I mean, Xbox One X is next gen for them. No, it's not. It's still part of the Xbox One family. That's the that's what oh, they made oh, no, clear. No. I'm with you, but I promise you, with what they're doing in this and the price they're doing this, they're they're leaning more towards just continuously making new consoles that are all in this one family. I, okay, look, I have this whereas one. Sony's already said, Sean, like, we 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 don't need to spend too terribly. Yeah, long on I this. do have one closing thought from me. And Let I, me finish one statement. Yeah. Sean Layden said he is not part of like, Yes, they did come out with a mid-generation refresh, refresh, but that's not their thing completely moving forward. They still believe in traditional generations, whereas Microsoft basically said they want to continuously build on one platform, which is not a terrible idea. It makes sense for but it makes store. It makes technological jumps seem less impressive. My whole thing is, is that until we have consoles that do 1080p60 reliably and 4K30 Reliably, the stock fourteen forty p upscale. Yeah, which even PCs have a problem. with. Yeah, then you know it's it's still this generation, and because at this point nothing nothing is coming out that's revolutionary for games. It's all the same games. It's all the same stories. It's all the same everything. We need you know a push. Nobody. I'm gonna say it again. Not a whole lot of people care about four K. 
They know. care more about 60 frames per second than 4K, which is what I am. But well, again, know. these are all core gamers, so it's a vocal major. It's a vocal minority again, but in a more positive in a more positive light of trying to push for something that they believe in. That's not necessarily to the de- to the detriment of other gamers. Yeah, because because you know, I, I think I don't know if Crash did this because Crash had true 4K. I wonder it, full 4K, but it's not full 4K. It's 1440p. No, 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 no. It is full 4k that's coming out of your screen they didn't say true 4k no this no, is no, some no, no. microsoft hold on hold on i'm, I'm with tomfoolery <laughs> i'm with you i'm just saying full 4k is just no i just thought that was their way around saying no it's it's full it's we, we never said it's 4k scale. it's 4k yeah well i mean yeah. no all it is is that look every activision's tricky every you, you PS4, hold tight. every ps4 pro game that's 4k very few of them are native 4k yeah that's just what it is yeah and so you know, I mean no when they're saying 4k they're just that was more for it's a marketing thing it, it sounds good like yeah like not I even think, just because I mean, well, it is and it's beautiful you look at I it on my a, TV dude it's uh, beautiful yeah I think I heard a rumor that Microsoft trademarked true 4k which is uh, which is ridiculous by the way because you know how many games I don't know it doesn't matter I don't know about that but there are so many games that are not going to be true 4k on that system and they kept selling it as a true 4k system it's the same as a Prius 4 Pro is all it is, it is. It, and, and that's it's way, a more it's powerful ridiculous. PS4 Pro it's, that um, costs $100 more and by the time oh, wait, no, that no, it no, releases they cost the same don't they no is it Xbox five, One X is 5 okay I keep thinking it's 4 but we went uh, way too long there at the last part. We were going to try to keep this a little short. We, we shortened the drop to keep these short episodes short and sweet. And then and we went well It was deep long and tough. It was, it was like a steak you got from Roadhouse that you just didn't like. That is a long big and tough? Deep, yeah, a big old tough steak. Do you like well done steaks? If you do, don't listen to us because we don't want you here. <laughs> we want everybody here, people. This is a joke. But this has been episode... <laughs> 14, we leave our PSN IDs down in the description. We leave our Twitter down in the description. Follow us on Twitter. Draw, yeah. At Triangle Squared or at Triangle SQRD because we, we couldn't Dan. get the original. Mr. Dan, we ran your question today. You want your question read here every week? Then submit us one. Let I, us know. I promise we won't go that far off of topic with it next yeah, time. Yeah, that was kind of a thing where we, we're tired and we're talkative when we're tired. And my stomach's full of hamburgers and stuff, and I want to go lay down. So okay, you guys this have is a getting oddly personally. You guys personal. have a beautiful Fourth of July. Pop some firecrackers, burn your house down. Just unless don't let it not, touch your unless PS4. Unless you're not in America, and then you do whatever you want to do on the Fourth of July. Grab your Vita and run. I think it's Canada Canada Day right now, actually. Uh, Canada Day, I thought was yesterday. Potentially, whatever. It, what is yesterday's date? The first. Yes. Then I think it no, was yesterday. Yeah, today's the f- yeah today's second. So yesterday's the first. So yeah, it was yesterday. But anyways. We thank you guys for joining in. We hope you guys will leave comments below. Like the video if you did like it. If you didn't, tell us why. Let us know down there. You could be give us that old be cheeky. Give be, us that old feedback. Let us know. But we do enjoy you coming today to listen. Thank you guys. Is this Mr. Rogers neighborhood? We hope you have a good day. Good day.